Okay, let's begin Parshas Tzav, Tavshin Ayin Tess. As Baruch Hashem, we have a shear on Parshas Tzav this year. We don't always do. Sometimes it's Shabbos Hagadol, sometimes it's the Haggadah shear instead. But this year, Baruch Hashem, we uh, have a shear Parshas Tzav. Uh, there will be some connection to Purim, uh, which uh, will be by Hashem Havalim Latova. We spoke a lot about Purim last week, so we'll be focusing mostly on the Parsha uh, with one thought that relates to both as well. We just start off with a one-liner from the... Kotzker, in Emes Emuna, in source number one, in Perek Ches, Pasig Dalit. The Pasig tells us, as we know, the first half talks more about Karbanos, and the second half talks about the Miluim. The Pasig tells us, Vayas Moshe Kashativa Hashem Oso, Moshe did everything that Hashem commanded him to do, Vatikahel Ha'eda El Pesach Moed. And the Eda was gathered to the Ohel Moed. Says the Kotzker. We just take the Pasig out of context. That Moshe did everything he was supposed to do, and the Ada was gathered. When the Tzadik does what he's supposed to do, when he does the Ratzon Hashem, If the Tzadik does what he's supposed to do, there will be flocks. There will be Jews that will flock around him to learn from him. He will be the ultimate role model. If he does what he's supposed to do, Vayas Moshe, Moshe did it. Vatikol Eida. Lachari, he was saying this based on the Nifal that it just happens. Vatikol Eida, it happens as it says in the footnotes here in the Emes Vemuna that Pirish b'chol makom hakavanaki b'chol makom vayikahel benifal who may atzmam v'kan hayal pitzivui k'moshe kasev as kol Eida hakel vatikol Eida v'lachinamar shahaya b'shaorus atzmam. If the tzaddik does what he's supposed to do, if leaders do what they're supposed to do, then memela they're going to be leaders, and then the flocks are going to come following them. Right? As Chazal say, sometimes if we do what we're supposed to do, then the kavod is going to follow us. If we try to run after the kavod, then the kavod is going to run away from us. But that's why the greatest leaders, they ask Moshe, we do what the Kodesh wants. Mamela, everything else will, will fall into line. That's how we start off. Okay. Back to the beginning of the parsha. By Hashem Moshe Hashem says to Moshe, Say to Aaron, we know the Ramban points out, Vayikra is more from the vantage point of the owner of the carbon, the Bailim, the Israel. Parsha Sav is more from the vantage point of the Kohanim, the Kohanim doing the Avoda. But again, a number of the mitzvos are repeated here, a number of the Karbanas are repeated, Ola's repeated, but each one has an additional point. Right? Shlamim's repeated because you have the carbon Toda, and Pigul to Ola's repeated because you have the mitzvah of of lighting a fire, as we'll see, Shumas Hadeshen. But first, we'll focus on the first Rashi. Tzavis Aaron Vizbon Lamer. Command Aaron and his sons, Zos Torah Saola. This is the laws. These are the laws of the Ola. It says Rashi Tzavis Aaron, ain't Tzav elalashen ziruz, miyad uladoros. Tzav is a lashen of encouragement. Miyad uladoros. Then and forever. Why do you need encouragement, Dafka, now? Tzav how often does Hashem say to Moshe, Tzav, right? Other than here, Amar Bishimin, Biyoser Tzorach HaKasav Lezarez, B'makam Sheyesh Bo Chisar and Kis. The Torah has to give extra encouragement where there is Chisar and Kis, where there is financial loss. And therefore, here, where there is financial loss, carbon Ola, Carbon Ola, we don't, the Bailam don't get anything, uh, out of the carbon, right? It's all burned on the Mizbeach. Therefore, says the uh, Rashi, so we need extra 
uh, encouragement to fulfill this mitzvah. By every other carbon, the bailim or the kohen has parts, has part of it. Whether it's the uh, shlamim where everybody gets a part, or the uh, chatas or the ashram or the other kachim kachim where only the kohenim, but ola is totally burned, and therefore it's b'makam jesh chisar and kist as extra chizik tzavis aron. So if you look al derech drush, al derech drush, if you look in the Mayana shal Torah in source number two, um, the Mayana shal Torah says as says as follows. The limbs that we have, many of the actions, I shouldn't say actions, many of the senses, many of the powers and abilities that we have, have a protective shield, so to speak. Right? Our eyes have a protective shield. A shomer. Ke'en kisu yashomer akol avar leval yases abilti ratsui. The mouth. The mouth has two guards. We have teeth. We have lips. I can close my lips. When I shouldn't be saying something, I should close it. I should... Says the Mishnah. The ear. We have an earlobe. The Gemara Ksuba says, why do we have an earlobe? If we hear Lashon Hara, just fold it up. Fold it up and we don't have to hear it. The ayin, right? We have eyelids. Just put the eyelid down. See everything. To see, we have protection. To talk, we have protection. To hear, we have protection. Right? The, the other. By smell, smelling something inappropriate, close the nostrils. Right? There's, there's always something to do. Our thoughts don't really have any protection. Our thought just happens. There's no way to protect. There is no protective shield when it comes to thoughts. It's a free power. It acts. It is always do, acting and going. And therefore, we have to do our best to act in a strong way to prevent inappropriate thoughts. What is Karbanola about? Karbanola is Machaper for Hirhurim Ra'im. Ola, Chatas, Asham. I'm sorry, not Ola. Chatas, Asham. That's for other purposes. Mincha could even be a, for a chait. What's an Ola for? Chazal say Hirhure Avera. The thoughts. So, by Karbanola, Tzavis Aaron, what does Rabbi Shimon Bayachai tell us? We need special zeros, where we're missing a cover. Where we're missing, it's mechuser, the kiss, the mechuser. It's missing that cover. That's why we need extra zeros. Because that's where we need extra protection, our thoughts, and that's a drush. That's a drush from the Sichos Sadikim quoted here in the Mayan Torah, that our thoughts need protection. Obviously, the message for us, we have to, uh, sometimes it's via data hayom, we have to do our best to, to control. Okay, along the same lines, on the same pasik, Tzavis Aaron was born of Lamar, the Chavetz Chaim says. We discussed this a few weeks, last week also, uh, but we'll see it again because the Chavetz Chaim says it on almost every parsha in these set of parshios. Says the measure, source number three. Lamar. Klomar. Sheyomar libene Yisrael. She is asku bikrias haola. 
Besides giving an Ola, read about an Ola. Be kore about the Ola, says the Medrash. So we're Zoha in the Karban and it's Kriya. What does that mean? You bring a Karban. What does it mean bring an Ola and it's Kriya? Ubir Hadavar, says the Chavetz Chaim Nireh. Kishem Shekav HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Sheyisuknu HaAvonos Lamala, Al Yedei Maisa HaGarban, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu enacted, and he made the, gave the power into Karbanos in order to fix our sins, right? Every little detail of the Karbanos has messages, has symbolism. It's not haphazard why, why certain Karbanos have more zrikos than others. Why is a carbon chatas? Why does it have the most comprehensive laws of zrika on all four corners? Lamala mechota sikra with the finger and not by by uh, just pour, uh, by uh, going with the kli, right? Why is an ola different than a than a toda than a shlamim? Every detail and by a mincha. Why does this have kmitza and not this? And why does this have to be done by a kohen and this by allowed by done by Yisrael? So whatever it is, we know it has special powers up in Shemayim. So just like the mice of carbon has the power, kachava od l'sakin b'shorashu and yonam idea Torah she shorash karbanos. The Torah behind the karbanos, the messages of the karbanos also achieve that result in Shemayim. Even Bizman Amigdash, we know. We think, oh, we dive in Kenegat Tmidim Tiknum. We have, they have found, archaeologists found shuls from the time of the Beis Amigdash. Right? We dive into the times of the Beis Amigdash. It wasn't just, oh, it came afterwards. No, maybe the, the, uh, st- the fixed way that we dive in started afterwards. As the Rambam writes in the beginning of Hilchas Tefillah, Anshel Esakadola realized that going into Galus, we need a fixed form of Tefillah. We don't know how to express ourselves properly. We don't all know Lashon Kodesh. We don't know the rules. So they enacted Tefillah at that time. But Tefillah, obviously, was the, the whole Torah everybody davened. Right? Then though, Tefillah was before him. They just enacted the, the Keva aspect of Tefillah. So even originally, when Hashem gave the Karbanos, the Maisa Karbanos, He also gave the power of Kriyasa Karbanos. Says the Chavetz Chaim. Kamosha Amru Bezal Beyuma, like the Gemara says in Mesech's Yuma. Or Yochanan Shem Shem Ayachoy, Menasha Af Mikra, Parsha Ma'akiv, Zeada Rasha Siva Shem, Afilu Dibur Ma'akiv, Uke Hayom, and says the Chavetz Chaim, as we know today, we don't have Karbanos. But we have the other part. The other part, and the other part hasn't had such mazel in shuls around the world. Ukayom, Be'ez Shemaisa Karbanos, Befoel Eilon, above Onusino Arabim. But we have the power to learn. Not only does it have its own independent power, it's Ke'ilu. Like the Gemara says at the end of Mesech's Megillah. Right? Avram Avinu says, what's going to be Bishaz Chorban? Kodesh Baruch says, Yasu Lofanai, and say the Karbanos. And he quotes from the Zohar HaKadosh also, on line 12, Haiman de Medaker Bipumei. If we say Karbanas, and we have Kavana, we know what we're talking about, not just rushing through it. Bris Krusahi, there's a special covenant. Malachaya, Chovaya, Lav 
the malachim that want to be malamid chova against us, they'll have to be switched to malachim that are malamid schus. There's a special power of Amiras HaKarbonos to protect us, to protect us upstairs. Besides, as the Chafetz Chaim always talks about, because we have to be ready for when Mashiach comes to actually give the Karbanos. But there's the power in the words of the Karbanos, even though we can't bring them. It'll come. And he says, maybe that's even Purim connection. Even that's the Gemara Megillah. We'll get back to this, Beth Hashem, in two sources. But the Gemara Megillah tells Zion, When Achashverus sent Haman to go bring Mordechai to put on the big day Malchus and to parade him through Shushan, what does it say? What was Mordechai in the middle of doing? Hilchus Karbanos. Hilchus Kemitza. He was teaching and Mordechai wasn't even a Kohen. He wasn't allowed to do Kemitza. Most of his Talmidim were in Kohanim. Right? And he was talking to them about Hilchus Kemitza. You have to be a Kohen to do Kemitza. So what was he doing? Obviously, there's something about the power. And what happened at that moment when there were Makatragim, when there was Haman, when Ashkechei Yazir Banan Kameu Machvilohu, he was showing them Hilchas Kemitza. Armalei, and what does Haman say? B'mayas Kisu. Armalei, b'zmashim b'zidish kaya, madamadim mincha, maisi malei kumsa, the soldom is kaperlei. Now we don't have it. Haman says, I am doomed. Which all the Mepharshim wonder, what exactly did Haman see in that interaction that made him think, I, it's all over. It's all over. Kmitza. So we'll get back to that. But says the Chavetz Chaim, L'chari Yipala, Ha'im ba'ez kazos, Shemalshin rode defachanav shalamiso. Haman was trying to kill him. Klo mesugal adam lomodos binyari karbanos. That's what you learn. Supposed to focus on karbanos? Why did Mordechai choose that? Okay, so some say it was the second day of Pesach. Right, that's when they fasted beforehand. Second day of Pesach was the day of the Karbana Omer. So he was doing it, Zecher to the Karbana Omer. But Elohu Adavar Shekasuv Bizor Akadosh. Tishus Limada Karbanos Moeles Gam Kalkach. Shafilo Akateger Lo Yacho Loharalo. Ela Alav Lolamit Schus. Right? It changes Chova to Schus. Again, if we need any, any encouragement to get the davening on time, to leave time for at least some of the Karbanos, the Karbatamid, the Ktoris, some of his Makoman. Right? And so I'd say everything. We could start small and move up and go step by step. You know, this Chafetz Chaim tells us, based on the Medrash in this week's Parsha, it's not just the Karbanos that we don't have, but it's the Amira, and it will only help us in the future. Okay. Moving right along. So what are the mitzvahs in the beginning of Tzav? We have the Karban Ola again mentioned. But here we have he olam ogdal mizbeach halayda boker veish hamizbeach tukadbo. In eish on the mizbeach shall burn. Velavash akorim midovad the coin wears the clothing that fit him umichnas evad yilbash abasaro vehir mesadeshen trumas adeshen the samo eitz la mizbeach he puts it next to the mizbeach as we know uh, magically got absorbed into the ground right there. Fashas begadav he puts on begadav macherim to do hotzas adeshen. And then though it was mentioned earlier we have the pasuk again repeating vehaish ala mizbeach. Tukadbo lo Here it's not only a say, it's a lo say. It's a bit of a say to have a fire there always. And there's an iser to extinguish it. Even making it a smaller fire. Right, that itself. Obviously the coin were allowed to put the meat on the fire. 
but just to put out the fire even a little bit. Right? The Gemara in Zvachim talks about this on the Fsadi Aleph. The Gemara in Zvachim says, if somebody makes a nedava, I'm going to give wine to the Mizbeach. So what do they do? They go up to the Mizbeach and they're, they give it to the Kohen and they're Mizalef. They sprinkle wine on the fire. And the Gemara talks about it. how is that allowed? There's an Isra of Losichmet. Where it says Devashin Miskavin. What about Psikresha? Again, there's Psikresha of Devashin Miskavin outside of Hilcha Shabbos. But again, there's an Isser to, to extinguish even small, uh, even slightly the fire. And then the Pazak says again, Why does it say it so often? So, Chazal already allude. There are a number of times it talks about Eish. There were at least three, maybe four separate fires on top of the Mizbeach, all learned out from these Psukim. But says the Sefer Achinuch, relating to the mitzvah of Eish. Mitzvah of Eish. The mitzvah is, source number four, to make a fire every day. How do you make the fire every day? There's a mitzvah to put new logs onto the fire each morning and each afternoon. Even though the fire comes down from heaven, Hashem sends the fire. Still, there's a mitzvah for us to give our own fire. And do not ask, what's alecha in singular? He's talking to his son. Remember, the Sefer HaChinuch wrote the Sefer for his son to learn with his friends on Friday nights. So he says, it shouldn't be difficult in your eyes. Mahi mitzvah zu. What do we need fire for? Number one, why does there have to be a separate mitzvah of fire? Hashem says to burn the karbonos. Obviously, in order to burn the karbonos, you have to light a fire. So why do you have to have a separate mitzvah for a fire? Says the chinuch, this mitzvah is independent. Right? Even if there's no karbon on the mizbeach, even if there's nothing to burn, there's a mitzvah to constantly have a fire. That's what we know. There was a separate ma'aracha on top. As we just mentioned. So there's a mitzvah to always have fire there. Independent from the functionality of the fire, we need just to have the fire there. What's the message? What's the message of the mitzvah? The chinuch has two ideas. Misharshia mitzvah haktama. We know. Everybody knows. Hashem generally does not do open miracles. And it, even if He does do open miracles, He clothes them. He covers them somewhat. We might say it wasn't covered. But he allows the observer to not see the miracle. Kriyas Yamsuf, we know, according to Chazal, was the most divine, the, the most intense divine revelation. Rasa, Shifchal Ayam, Mashal Ben Buzi, Anavi, Merkava. No, Kriyas Yamsuf was, was qualitatively different. And yet, there were those that thought it wasn't miraculous at all. Maisa Merkava. But there were those that thought it wasn't. It was just a strong wind, as the Torah tells us, and as the Ramban expands in Parshas Peshalach. But that's what Hashem does. Hashem likes to cover it so that, because what's the purpose of the world? The purpose of the world is not for people to see God, obviously. The purpose of the world is for us to decide to see God. Ha'inyonim na'asim ksas, ki'ilu hain bedarki 
Maybe it could be Teva, or Bekarov Teva, or close to Teva. Kigam Benes Kriyas Yamsuf, Shaya Nes Mefersam, even Kriyas Yamsuf, the most obvious. Vayolach Hashem es Hayam, Baruch Kadim Azah, Kol Halayla, Vayasav Hashem Lecharava, very strong tide. Vamaskilam Yavinu, Kinyan Seser Zelamalasa, Adon Veshiflasa Makabel. And those smart, wise ones will understand that the fact that Hashem hides His miraculous uh, events is for Milas Adon reflects his greatness. He doesn't have to show off. You want to see his greatness? You see his greatness. The Shiflus Hamakabel, right? So that's why, that's background. Now we get to the mitzvah. That is why we have a commandment to light the fire. Even the fire comes down from Hashem? No, we light our own fire to cover it up. Cover it up like all miracles are covered up. Hashem wants us to recognize Him. It shouldn't be obvious. Right, we know there were some times in history where there was Eish that came down. Gidon, Manoach. Right, those are two of the times. Interesting, we discussed in our Navi Shir a number of years ago, He's saying, yes, yeah, sometimes Aish came down and it was obvious, like Yidon HaManoach. If I was running the Sefer HaChinuch, what would I have said? Elio Navi? That was a pretty big, obvious one. Why did the Chinuch write Elio Navi here? Right? Beferish, in Malachim, Perak Yilches or so. So, that's a good question. Not for now. But either way, Gidon and, you didn't just say that, wait, you wrote the first two? Right, Shoftim? Okay. But that's one idea. That we cover up the Nisim. Fire. But then there's a deeper idea. But let's get to specifics. What I just said, says the Sefer HaChinuch, was a general idea about miraculous. Nothing about fire. But what's fire? What's the message? He calls this Pshat. Similar to what I wrote about Lechem HaPonim. A person is influenced by what he does. If we use an item for a mitzvah, then Hashem's going to bless that item. That's what he wrote by the lechem upon him. If we do a mitzvah with bread, Hashem will bless our bread. Right? Our prem will bless our dough. Interesting to, to look into the history of when did money start being called dough. Right? When did that happen? Is it connected at all to the lechem upon him? Right? Because that's the message of the mitzvah. The message of the mitzvah is to do a mitzvah with my sustenance, and in that way Hashem will bless my sustenance. So too, if we do a mitzvah with fire, Hashem should bless our fire. But that's a little trickier. What's our fire? Right? Our bread, okay, symbolizes our sustenance. What's our fire? Our fire is our essence. Right? We are inside. Fire is what makes us tick, what makes us live. 
right? I mean, Arba Yesodos, like the medieval uh, science of the times that man is made up of different type of humors and different types of um, spiritual metaphysical elements. That's what causes a person to move. His fire, his, his life energy. That's what fire is. So when we bring the fire on the Mizbeach, we're asking Hashem, bless our life energy. Right? We do a mitzvah with fire, let our fire be blessed. Alkain sricha habracha bo yoser. Vinyan bracha shlemus. Right? Bracha symbolizes shlemus. Klomar, davar sheim bo chisaron velo moser. Nothing missing, nothing extra. Vecheno eshe ba'adam. Sarach le bracha zushe yihemi menu ba'adam. Mashat sarach love. Allow our life energy to be exactly what it should be, what it's supposed to be. Lo pachos, ki yechlash kocho, velo yoter, ki yisraf bo. We shouldn't do less than we need to do, because then we won't be fulfilling our potential. We shouldn't do more, because then we'll get burned out. Literally. Talking about the fire. But that's that's what he's saying. Lo yoser, ki yisraf bo. Maybe that's where that lashon comes from also. A lot of, uh, everything afokba vafokba, tekulaba. So do and burned out is right here, related to the Eish Tamid. Continuing, right? The were too intense. But either way, says the Chinuch, that's the message of the H Tamid. We want to not only cover the miracle in general, but we want Hashem to bless our fire, bless our inner fire, and let it be exactly how it's appropriate and what it's supposed to be. Okay. Now let's get to another detail of Karbanos and a fascinating thought. Mincha. We started off with Ola and now we go to Mincha. Exactly the same order as Vayikra. Mincha. We know when a Yisrael brings a carbon Mincha, so the Kmitza, the little bit under the three fingers, is burned and the rest is eaten by the Kohanim. Kachim, kachim. Only male kohanim. V'nasiras b'mena yechlu aron uvanav. Masos tiachel b'makom kadosh. B'chatzar oel moed yochluva. It's eaten as matzah cannot be leavened. And then the pasuk says, Lo se afechametz. It shall not be baked as chametz. Chelkam nasati osam eishai. Their portion I gave them from my carbon. Chazal pick up on the juxtaposition of lo se'afei chameitz. So even though, really, after the word chameitz, there's a comma, lo se'afei chameitz, chelkam nasati osam yishai, if you take out the comma, you can also read it as lo se'afei chameitz, chelkam. Even the chelik that is eaten cannot be chameitz. Rashi quotes, lo se'afei chameitz, chelkam af hashirayim asurim b'chameitz. That's the halacha. Right, even what the Kohanim eat, not only the Kemitsa, but not also what the Kohanim eat, also are not allowed to become Chamitz. Says of Yosef Nechemya Kornitzer, source number six. The Rashi quotes the Rashi. So he says, let's go back a step. Why is it that there's a difference between the halacha of a Minchas Kohen and a Minchas Yisrael? A Mincha that a Yisrael brings is, as we just described, a little bit is burned and the rest is eaten by the Kohanim. A Minchas Kohen, same as that Karban. If a Kohen is no date to bring a Mincha, it's entirely burned on the Mizbeach. Kula Khalil. 
What's the difference? Why is that? So we quoted in the past, I think from the Zayim Torah, I don't remember, if it's his own food and then he's going to eat it, you know, it would be a little hard for him to be inspired. He'll think like it's his own lunch. You know, if it's already the Yisrael's and he eats it, okay. But if it's the coin, brings it himself and he gets to eat most of it, inappropriate. Okay, but Rav Yosef Nechemia has another shot. Why is it? What does it symbolize? Krakasavti b'makom acher. By most menachas, by menachas of Yisraelim, a little bit is burned, but the rest is eaten by people. Why? To teach me, We know Machlokas in the fourth parak of Brachas. Rishon Ba'yachai says you have to learn every second of your life. Don't work. Don't worry about it. Just learn, 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 learn. And Rabbi Shmuel says that doesn't work, right? That doesn't work. Right? What are you going to do? So that's a machlokas. Are we passing like Rabbi Shmuel? We're not passing like Rishon Ba'yachai. So says the Rabbi Yosef Dechemia. The message of a carbon mincha is for most people out there in the world a little bit is burned on the Mizbeach, but most of it you keep. You, meaning humans, human consumption. The Alkane, line 12. Minchas Yisrael rachelach mimenu l'gavoah, v'ashar necha l'horos alanau. The rest of it is eaten to show that it's not, you're not supposed to be involved in ruchnias every second of your life. Bashek koanim, they're obviously yechidei school in every generation that have to have that. The leaders, not dafka the koanim, the leaders have to be totally involved in spiritual pursuits every second. Right, and that's the Minchas Kohen. Step one. But now, says Rav Yosef Nechemia, but that doesn't mean that the part that's eaten, that symbolizes, we don't have to be totally in spiritual pursuits, we could do whatever we want. You know, in our Daladamas. No, no, no. Even that can't be Chametz. Even what's eaten by the Kohanim, which symbolizes the life of most of us, also has halachas. Even the lachem has to be and we fulfill the pasuk that in all of your ways you should know Hashem. Right, honest in business. If you eat only what's kosher, and then he quotes an amazing one-liner. Even our chalek should be besarasecha. Even the chalek that we live of our lives, of parnasav, of carpools, of everything parnasav, besarasecha. It should be informed and influenced and shaped by besarasecha. Shagam achalek shalonu yegamkein sharsho besarasecha bekdusha batar. The alkane, and therefore, even the chalek that we have. Ba'a mitzvah lo se'afachameitz, chalkam shagam ashirayim asurim bechameitz. Right, Chametz is the Yisahara, the Sar Isa, as we discussed last week, and therefore we have to make sure that we know even the part that, you know, we live has Kedushavatara. And then he says, and this helps explain a Gemara, Purim connection. That same Gemara that we referred to before. Right, Hilchas Kemitza. Haman sees Hilchas Kemitza from Mordechai and he says, uh-oh, I'm going down. Right. Why Dafka? He sees Kemitsa. Not even just general Hilchas Karbanitz. Dafka Hilchas Kemitsa. The Gemara Megillah Tazayin. So it says, Rabbi Yosef Nechemia, go back to Blot. Go back to Blot in Megillah. 
Right, let's go back. Yud Gimel Amabez, line five. Lest the Yad Haman. The Gemara says, Haman was an amazing Baal Lashon Hara. Amalei Haman. Haman says to Achashverosh, Tanech let's destroy them. Amalei Mistafina Me'elokav. Achashverosh says, I'm scared. You know, he knows what happened to his father-in-law. His father-in-law miscalculated Baal Shetzar, and his and miscalculated, and that night that he put on the Big Day Kahuna, he was... He died. He was killed. So I'm scared. Amar He says, Yeshno am echad, yeshno mitzvos. Yeshno am echad means they're sleeping. Don't worry, they're not doing mitzvos. They're not connected to God. Achashverosh nesiyarish, Hashem yerivrivam. Haman is convincing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Eina moskim b'torah b'mitzvos karoi. They're not involved in mitzvos. Halotire Yisrael oskim b'mikne v'kinyin b'chol mitzvos in yonel amazeh. Look at the Jews in our kingdom. They're involved in everything. They're businessmen, they're this, they're that. Yeshenim in a mitzvah. Hefecha mitzvah, lo yavash tefes or picha. You don't have to worry about anything. Achashverosh. Achashverosh says back. Ispuhu rabbanon. It's all in the Gemara. But they have plenty of rabbis. They have rabbis that are involved. Im hamon ha'am yinegubo midah zerecheres. Avalakalpanim b'nei aliyah. Shemekayim in dorm kechzavam. Kedai lohagin aleyem. What does Haman answer? Am echad. They're all connected. Call Yisrael Arevim. Meaning, what is he trying to say there? Don't just look at certain of them. Look at all of them. All of them. They all have Yagisabah Yom Valayla. Vatorah Nitznala Kulam, Beshavah, Ka'am, Kakoin, Kulam, Tzricham Asuk Vatorah, Betadira. Umishbar Echad, Bechov Echad, Kulam. But he's not to the Eloi Yishinim and the Mitzvahs. They're all connected. So what happens? So he convinces him. What does Haman come and do? He comes and sees Kemitza. And what does Kemitza teach us? Says Rabbi Yosef Nechemia. It teaches us that it's okay to be involved in a lot of other things and to be businessmen and to be involved in the world. It just has to be sanctified. And that's what Hashem wants. The Kohanim, okay, Kulo Khalil. But the Yisraelim, the Minchas Yisrael, that's split. Haman says, I realize I don't have a taina. I realize that what I was saying, that they're involved in Torah and they're not doesn't hold up, HaKadosh Baruch was going to fight this battle. And that's how he knew that it was all downhill from there. Okay. Take that one home. Uh, moving right along. Zayin Yud Aleph. There are a number of psukim that describe the shlamim as very unique. Every carbon is unique. But we, uh, we're going to focus on the shlamim now. The Zos Toras Zevach Hashlamim. Does not say that by the other karbanas. The other ones just say Vizet, Zos Toras Ha'asham. Vizos Toras Ha'ola. Right? Zos Toras. But here it says Zos Toras Zevach Hashlamim. As if there's something special, something extra. What's the Zevach Hashlamim? What is that? What is that adding? And there are other unique Lashonos that the Nesiv Shalom points out. The Klayakar is already bothered by this. But we have Hamakri Vezavach Shlamav Lashem. Yavias Karbano Lashem. It's different, uh, unusual Lashon. So what exactly is the message of these Lashonos? What's the message of a Karban Shlamim? What's the message of the Karban Shlamim? We spoke about the uniqueness of Ola, that was about Machshava. We spoke about, uh, uniqueness of the Isra of Chametz. But here we have, what's the message of Shlamim? Top of the next page. Hamakri Vezavach Shlamav. Yadav Tiviena. Right, what is it? And he even quotes the, a Medrash and a Zohar. The Zohar on line 7. 
Umikal karbani lo chavivin kamikut shabrichu kamo shlamim. Begin to ishtakach shlama biloy v'tatoy. There's nothing as beloved in Hashem's eyes as a carbon shlamim. And the Medrash Tanchuma, Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu zu chaviva alay mikal karbanos. Gedolim ha-shlamim, shemosim shalom ben Yisrael avim shemayim. Yeah, shlamim, everybody gets a piece. The Kohanim, the Mizbeach, the Yisraelim. What's this, what's so special besides that aspect? Besides that aspect. Says in the Siva Shalom, says the Slanimer, V'yesh Lomar, line 24. Dehine Hashem yeshna babez madregus. There are two levels of avodas Hashem. Banim, kavadim, ukebanim. Like servants, like avadim, or like banim. Like children. Sons. Ukedeisa batarasa avos. Like what is written what we say on Rosh Hashanah, Hayom Yamid Ba Mishpat, Kal Yitzur Elamim, right? What we say right after Shofar. Today we stand in Mishpat, Im Kavanim Im Kavadim. What are we saying? The judgments about, have we acted like sons? Have we acted like Avadim? That's what that line means. Hayom Yamod Ba Mishpat, Kal Yitzur Elamim, Im Kavanim Im Kavadim. Well, how, what were you this year? Did you act like boys? Did you act like sons? Or did you act like servants? Shah Mishpat al Zegufa. What's the difference? Ha'evid oved la'adono rak bedvarim shenetztava le'em b'feirish. An evid does what he has to do. Mipnei she'ena oved me'ahava ve'en lo inyan v'ratzon la'asaz nachas ruach la'melech. He's not acting out of love. He's doing what he has to do. Whatever he could get away with the minimum. Mipnei ha'yira e'ena osela es she'mechuyev la'asaz mipnei tzivi ha'melech. Ve'ilu ben ha-melech kol teshukaso la'asos nachasruach la'aviv. A son, he just wants to make his son, father happy. He's not just doing bare bones. He's doing whatever he has to do. V'areo osed dvarim ha-mevim karasruach la'aviv. Whatever will bring my father nachas. Avshalon etztav al-kach. Right? Even if I wasn't commanded to do it, I'm going to do it because I know that's what my father would want. And that's a shlamim. Why? Shlamim is the only carbon that's not ba'achet. The only one. Ola is also mechaper on certain chatam, as we spoke about. Chatas, asham, certain types of mincha. There's no shlamim. The Rambam, the Rambam writes in Hilchos Meisah Karbanos, I didn't give it to you, the Rambam writes that before every carbon, smicha is done, and vidui. Yerbezbade and Yavera, that's connected. And the Ram says, what about Shlamim? Shlamim, Yerali, say Divrei Shevach. Divrei Shevach, Tagadosh Baruch Hu. It's, it's not Vidui, because there's no Chet. Shlamim represents Banim. And all the other Karbanas represent Avadim. V'zeh ma'alasom yuchedesh al-chav mishlam al-prei kol ha-karbanas. Sh'kol ha-karbanas shayalchem l'b'chinas avadim. Sh'in bo'am l'chov al-chapar al-chatoim. Avo shlomim e'inam bo'im al-chait. V'chol inyanam u'reach mi'chvach l'ashem. Sh'yudi rotin nachaz nuruch. L'asun nachaz ruch l'chadosh baruch hu. We just want to be close to Hashem. We want to be connected to Hashem. And that is why shlomim has to be cut she'kalim eaten by the bailim. Why? An Eved doesn't sit at the same table as the Master. But the Ben does. Mishulchan Gavoa Kazachu. The language that Chazal used to describe eating karbanos. 
from the table on high, from Hashem's table. Mishuchin gavoaz kazachu. So if Shlamim is banim, then we have to be invited too. So it's kachikalim. And that's why maybe a Nachri is excluded from Shlamim. It's Machlokas. Amr, the next line. The next line also, he says, maybe this is also a connection between Shlamim is connected to... Uh, Obviously, uh, connecting us to Hashem and the Banim. The Medrash. Shalom is the highest value. And we finish Shmona Esrei with Shalom. Everything is Shalom. Right? Because that's, that's what's symbolized by Banim. Peace, the ultimate connection between Kaddish Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael. You know, maybe during the week we might have to be Avadim sometimes, but on Shabbos we're Shalom and we're Banim, and that's why the Friday night bracha of Hashkivenu switches from Shomer Yisrael Ad to Raporisukha Shalom Aleinu. Shalom is more prominent on, on Shabbos because that's the day that we could be totally connected to, to Akadish Baruch. Okay. Two more thoughts. Two more thoughts. Back to the Rishonim. Zion Lamed. So now let's talk a little bit about the Miluim. The second half of the parsha is all about the Miluim. Once we have a Mishkan, we have to inaugurate it. So Hashem says to Moshe, um, the um, first, the in the context of the of the uh, of the Miluim, we have some uh, mitzvahs given first, and this is in the context of carbon Shlamim still. Yadav to Vienna, we talk about Tznufa, the unusual avoda of waving. Only certain karbanas, by minority, not too many, right? There's three types of karbanos that have tnufa, some have tnufa chayim, some have tnufa mace. Uh, but which parts of the shlamim do we have tnufa? We have it by the chazeh and the shok. Pasuk lamid, yadat fianis is ishi Hashem as a chelav ala chazeh yivienu, esa chazeh lahanifoso tnufa lafnei Hashem. The breast of the animal, the chazeh. We know it's not just the chazeh, the shok is also, as it says elsewhere, even though it doesn't say it here. It says Rabbi Nebuchai, L'fiya pshat, ha'yimei nefa chazeh, ala chalavim v'lo ha-shok. She'bi shok no'amar v'shok ha'yimit, it nu'chum ala-goin. But we find shok ha-chuma v'chazeh ha-tsnufa, ali she'ya chalavim. They're put together. So the two parts of the animal that are waved are the breast uh, part of the animal, flesh, and the shok, and the leg. Says Rabbi Nebuchai, why these two? This gets back to our ish comment from before. Venerally in the middle. Betam shnei var malalu shem chazev shok shenis yachdu letnufa al gabe mezbech. Why are these waved? Lefishem sibas hatnua baadam gam b'shar balechayim. These two symbolize the movement of beings, not just animals and people. Ki alev amisnoeya hu b'makam achazeh. The breast symbolizes the heart. Not going to take out the heart. It symbolizes the heart, which is the motor, so to speak, that makes everything run. And the foreleg, forearm, is the movement of what, what propels animals and beings. These two limbs, to thank Hashem. 
our movement, we take the symbols of our movement as a recognition that Hashem is the ultimate that moves everything in the world. Moves everything, all of the planets, all of the orbits. Also related, he says, though, that was related to the parts that are moved. But what is the message of Tznufa in general? Right? We know Tznufa is done by the carbon, but we also know Tznufa from Lulav. Right? We shake a Lulav. In all of these directions. As the Gemara says. When we shake a lulav. We have to realize what we're doing. Galus and geula. Because those are the four words that are used in the Gemara that talk about the four directions. We do six. We do up and down also. But molech umevi male umorid. Molech. It's based on a pasuk that has to, that talks about our going into exile. Maybe, and maybe Safon. We go out our galus. We go in kibbutz galios. When we shake the lulav, we're remembering history and destiny. Mala lemisha halashchinaso mikarev Yisrael. Mala when Hashem went up and left us. We say, Hashem, you went up. Please come down. Just shaking a lulav. That's galus and geula. That's sila kashchina and hashra sashchina. And he also says, There's a lot in every detail of what we do. Are you yotze? Are we yotze with shaking a, without even shaking a lulav? You pick it up for a second, we're yotze. Right, the Gemara says, The first second that we lifted up were Yotzei. But there's so much depth to every minhag and every element that we are involved in. Rabbeinu Bachai, why those two parts and why Tznufa? Okay, the last source that I gave you a drasha from Rabbi Lamb's set of drushas. He gave this drasha in 1965. March 1965, Parshat Tzav. He discusses a pasuk at the end of the Parsha. Unbelievable drusha. The Pesach at the end of the parsha tells us that the, Levi, the Kohanim had to stay in the Ohel Moed the, for an entire week. They weren't allowed to leave. Umi Pesach, second to last Pesach in the parsha. U Pesach Ohel Moed Teshu Yom Avalayla Shivas Yamim. U Shmartem Es Mishvaros Hashem Alo Samusu Kichen Suvesi. They needed to stay in the Ohel Moed. Had to stay there. Rashi. From here we also learn not only the Kohanim in the Mishkan, but that the Kohen Gadol every year needs Prisha and has to stay in the base of Migdash for an entire week before Yom Kippur. Right? Sequestered in the base of Migdash. Fine, he, pl- he stays in a place called Lishkas. There is a discussion in Mesechah's Yuma in the first parak. Does that room where the Kohen Gadol stays need a mezuzah? Does it need a mezuzah? It's not lived in. Technically, a shul, base Medrash does not need if they, we wouldn't eat and drink and sleep in those rooms. But technically, it doesn't need. So the base Amigdash technically does not need in those places. Does not need a mezuzah. So, but here he lives in there for a week. So does it need a mezuzah? So the Gemara says no, but Rabbi Yehuda says yes. Why does Rabbi Yehuda say yes? Yuma Yud Amid Beis. So that Shalom Yomru 
Kohen Gadol Chavosh Bebeis Ha'asurim. So that people don't think, oh, the Kohen Gadol is sitting in jail. Meaning what? If they don't see a mezuzah, they'll think, oh, this isn't Royal Adira, this isn't like a residence. He's stuck in there. It's not even, a, it's not even livable. There's no mezuzah there. We don't want people to think that. And that's why we put up a mezuzah, according to Rabbi Yehuda. The question Rabbi Lamb asks is, why would people think that? The Kohen Gadol is inside, getting ready for the holiest day of the year, practicing his spiritual highs, experiencing whatever he's experiencing, learning the Avoda by heart. He's so he's so perfect, he's so spiritual. And people are going to think that he's in jail? Right? Based on Asurim? What's the message? Says Rabbi Lamb. Says Rabbi Lamb. There's a major difference in Yahadus between those that are looking in from without and those that are in playing the game. In life, in halacha, in yahadus, in every experience that we go through, we have to be insiders. We have to live it. We have to appreciate it. Because if we're just looking in from the outside, we'll think it's a jail. Sometimes we might have been asked, or somebody might be asked, Oh, Shabbos, don't you feel like you're in jail on Shabbos? You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. You have to do this, you have to do that. You have to keep kosher. Isn't that, isn't that like stifling? And what do we answer? It's only because you're looking in from the outside. But if you're, if you're in here with me, you'll realize how awesome it is and how exhilarating and how much freedom we have by overcoming any of the other taivas that we have. It's just the opposite. For the outsider, it looks like a jail. The Kohen Gadol has to stay in there and he can't get ready, he can't eat, and this and that. Isn't it a jail? And we say exactly the opposite. It's freedom. It's the best. We can't imagine anything without it. Right? He quotes from the, the Mashal of Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov says, he says, imagine somebody looking into a soundproof room. He can't hear anything. And he's never seen this before. But he sees ten different people playing instruments. He sees somebody blowing and somebody putting some strings and somebody doing the drums and somebody... But he's never seen instruments before. And he doesn't hear anything. So all he sees, he sees people banging. He sees people blowing. He has no idea what they're doing. He's like, what fools? What are they doing? But it's only because he's on the outside. If he'd be on the inside, he'd appreciate how beautiful music there is. We're on the inside. We have to always make ourselves on the inside. We have to appreciate what beautiful music we have. What beautiful music we have the privilege of being involved in. And he says, number one, the message is for us. And the message is number two, you know what? As much as we can, let's invite everybody in. Let's try to do what we can to invite everybody in for them to realize that it's not a jail. He says, again, this was obviously, I think, more common in the 1960s, 50s. He says, how many times did somebody ask you when they hear that you're orthodox and they, they look at you as if there was an affliction? Oh, you're so young. As if Torah were an affliction brought on by old age, a kind of spiritual geriatrics, as Rabbi Lamb would say. And he says, no, we realize we do the Torah not because we're imprisoned in the sanctuary, not because parents force us or circumstances coerce us, but because we love and desire to live a meaningful Jewish life, lift Hashem before Hashem. And we have to realize that, we have to be proud, and even though others might think, 
Ah, uh, they shouldn't think he's sitting in a jail. We realize it's the most most inspirational and you know a fulfilling type of life. And our job is to always be from within, an insider, we should all be Zoha, to fulfill every Yantif, every Shabbos from the inside and not just from without. Okay, we'll stop here. Hashem, we will continue next week.